If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just tuned into the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast anywhere. This is Mind Pump. All right, in today's uh, episode, we answered some fitness and health questions that were asked by our audience. But the way we opened the episode was with an intro portion where we talk about current events, scientific studies. We have fun conversation. We mention our sponsors. Today's intro portion was 44 minutes. After that, we got into the questions. So here's what went down in today's episode. We open up by talking about speeding tickets. Mm. Looks like um, Katrina, Adam's wife, got a speeding ticket. That's not good. Bummer. Then we talked about the value of bullies. Yes, there is some value to bullies. Sure. Uh, then we talk about Barstool versus Rappaport, that whiny idiot. Hopefully, uh, I think they won. <laughs> then we talk about Nike, the Satan shoes. Uh-oh, what's going on there? Uh, then we talked about uh, thuggies. No, they're not yeah. uh, They're not diapers for your kids. It's that not are the cool. thuggish, ruggish bone. No, it's something else. Then we talked about chicken nuggets. A lot of people don't know this, but chicken nuggets only come in four shapes. That's yeah. it. Not random. That's right. Then we talked about how 80% of the people in hospitals with COVID uh, are also overweight or obese. Looks like being overweight is not good for you. Hmm. Mm. Then we talked about how someone made 3D portraits uh, from people's DNA who threw their cigarette butts and gum on the floor. So they got caught. Then we talked about hickeys. Oh, yeah. The old school <laughs> way of showing people you made out. Yeah. Where, what happened to that? I don't know. And then we talked about our sponsor, Juve. Juve makes the best red light devices anywhere. Red light can improve the quality and appearance of your skin, reduce wrinkles, heal your body, help you recover faster, regrow hair. I'm not making this up. It's all backed by science. Very interesting stuff. And reduce hickeys. So. Uh, it can actually speed up the recovery from hickeys, too. Yeah, yeah. Go check them out. Go to Juve. Dot com that's j o o v v dot com forward slash mind pump and you can save fifty dollars on your first purchase. Then we got into the questions. Here's the first one that we answered. This person wants to know what the difference is between strength gains and muscle gains. What's the difference? The next question. Uh, this person wants to know. Look, I already have a lot of muscle, but I want to get leaner. Can I do this without tracking calories? If so, how? The next question, this person wants to know all about SARMs. Those are those gray market drugs that people are buying up like crazy. SARMs. And then the final question, uh, this person says, look, what are good guidelines for someone who wants to compete in a fitness show? Okay. Um, also, we're running a new promotion all April. Get ready for the warm weather because summer is coming. Oh, yeah. Here's what we got going on right now. 50% off MAPS Anabolic or... 50% off the Shredded Summer Bundle, which is multiple programs put together. So you can take half off MAPS Anabolic, which is one of our most popular workout programs, builds muscle, uh, adds shape to your body, speeds up your metabolism, or the Shredded Summer Bundle, which is a bundle of, of, more, of programs put together, so it's much longer, uh, gives you much more guidance. Again, both are 50% off. Here's how you get the discount. Go to mapsfitnessproducts.com. That's maps, M-A-P-S, fitnessproducts.com, and then enter the coupon code April Special with no space for the discount. Speaking of movies from the, uh, it must have been 80s, right? Are we on? We're on, dude. Oh, we're on oh, we right are. now. Oh, okay. This is good times. I'm either. over here sexting with are you? my, my wife. Are you here. really? Well, no. Tell her I said hi. No. She's, she's, going through she's got pulled over right now. So. Uh, they gave, uh, gave her a, a ticket and a fix-it ticket. I tell you, going wait, over, both? Wow, wow they were yeah. in a mood today. Yeah, what well, she got? She got pulled over for uh, a sixty and a fifty. 
It's like that's weak. I, it's Come way, on, dude. And it's I know it's over the Santa Cruz area over there. That I I, yeah, t- they, I try they, to tell they her crack to, down to turn times. the Waze app on. Yeah, you got to use the way. I know it's like annoying when you're going somewhere you already know, but like I I put it on always now. Do you remember the days of the uh, radar detectors? Yeah, that's still all around. I had one in my car, uh, Cobra. Really? Yeah, I remember the Cobra one. You had a Cobra or uh-huh. the, the the actual the thing. So you stuck it on your dash. You stick it on your, your dash, and it picks up X radar and some other ones, right? To scramble the signal. No, those are the no, illegal that, ones. No, those are illegal no, ones. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scrambler is illegal. But the one I had picks up signals. But the problem is, is every motion sensor detected door in grocery stores, every whatever, sets it off. Oh, really? Yeah, because they use that kind of Oh, radar. that's annoying. Yeah, so you drive by a grocery, it's like, beep, 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 beep. Oh, yeah. you turn it off. And then the problem is that police, they, for a long time now they've been doing this, but right when these radars became popular, these radar detectors, they started using the, when they would test your speed, the old ones used to fire a continual signal that you could pick up. But then they got the ones where they push the button and then that's the only time you could pick it up. So by the time you go beep, beep, he already got you. Oh, Oh, I thought it would read Uh. it over. Like, so, I mean, I I thought you could pick up on it. If you're shooting someone else? Yeah, way ahead. Maybe. I think it can. Did did it ever save you from tickets? Did you ever see it and go, oh, smoky? You know, I I had one, but I didn't have a very good one, dude. I I had one when I was a kid, and I don't even remember the brand. It wasn't the brand you were talking about, which I don't. Was it Viper? Did Viper make one? Or were they just a? So I had Cobra. I, they were, I thought yeah, I had Cobra. That was a security company. You put the like the low jack. Yeah, I thought they also did the the the, the radar detectors. Maybe. Too. Yeah, yeah. Could, could have. Mine was. My, I don't know. It was hard to tell if mine ever really saved me or helped me. Waze is incredible. Waze uh, has saved me already. Waze oh, yeah. is a whole nother level. Yeah, because people they are g- literally telling you they give you they give you a half a mile before you even get to the. Yep. Well, you could actually technically see where he is at miles ahead. Like I can see it on the yeah. the map. And then it alerts me when I'm a half a mile away. And so, accidents are pretty accurate, like right away too. Oh, there you go. When it go, when it comes to like navigation, yeah, it's it's. it's I really never that saved me. Remember when like there was it was a big storm and I was trying to go over 17 and a, a tree had fallen down and I had like I was maybe I don't know 10 minutes away from like the actual like tree that had fallen and somebody had put that on there and I was able to navigate around it and make it home. Everybody else was there for like hours. Wow. Dude. Yeah. Wow, and it's all it's all uh, it's like a, it's social media, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all social. Everybody media. Everybody contributes. To People it. report. I actually I like so I never use. See, that's it. when humanity makes. I have hope. Like, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know it's cool. What I, and this I love. This is in such a great example of like free markets right here. Like no one's telling me that I have to contribute, but I feel compelled to because it's already helped me so much. Yeah. yeah. So like now, like if I so I keep it up on my on the TV monitor in the cars, right? And it's really easy. Like uh, there's a little, uh, I don't even know what icon that you just hit and then it pulls up all the options, traffic, crash, cop, whatever. And you just hit it real quick on the TV screen and then just you report and then it automatically uploads. And I haven't figured out like Waze gives you credit and points. I don't know what I can do with that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that just it's, yeah. okay? But the more I can contribute, the more they give me these points. I don't know. What the now, fuck does I that do. mean just give you <laughs> I don't know. clout on ways? Ways bucks. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, you get to go to some casino and you know. Yeah, really I'm sure somebody listening right now who knows way ball. more about ways than uh, than I do will hopefully probably DM me and, and you could buy me. a new skin for your face. Right. No, I don't know. I don't know what they do, but I, I mean, just because it's helped me so much, I, I is it so you get points if I'm not mistaken. I haven't used it in a while. You if you say oh, there's a cop here. And then people see what you said, yep. and then they'll say, he's there. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Boom, point. And mm-hmm. if you confirm, like, so when you go, I always ask every time you pass either an accident or a cop car, you know, they, they ask you to confirm, is he still there or not? Yeah. If you can confirm it or say he's left, 
Like you get points for that Bro, too. Speeding tickets are the biggest racket. I'm gonna say oh, it right now. The biggest racket. It's always the end of the month or very beginning of the month. You know, one or two that's like, oh my god, we need some revenue. It's pure bullshit. Yeah. Here's my here's why. Someone listening, like, it's the old well. Someone like, no, you can't speed because then you you might hurt someone and you crash. You Job security, dude. No, I get like I get that right. Yes, going faster is more dangerous. Okay. If they really gave a shit, every car would have governors. No car would go faster than the speed limit. Right. That's yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. Every car would. would but I would, could go. I buy a piece of shit car. Goes 100 miles an hour. Why is it going 100 miles an hour? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because no one will buy it. Because you can. Because yeah. you can. Yeah. yeah. No, Absolutely. No. Who goes the speed limit? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to try something with you guys really quick. This is like a an uh, experiment. not again, dude. Last time we did this, got oh, it's it, it's not gonna be weird. I mean, it might be a little bit weird. Turn but, the lights okay, out. Okay. So remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Am I touching you? Apparently, this doesn't work. So I. I'm curious to see if it does. I haven't okay. actually tried it. So what you got to do is kind of plug your nose. What? Are we and supposed to follow? Do it right now. Are yeah, you going to plug fart? your nose? No, yeah, plug oh, your okay. nose. Okay. I hate my nose being. Yeah, right now it's dry because we're in the air. Yeah, yeah, okay, right. now you have now you have to try and hum. No, you can't. The air has to come oh, out yeah. of your nose, dude. It's impossible. Yeah, the yeah. air has. It's a new thing I learned today. Wow. <laughs> 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 so lame. I thought dude, it was gonna go a lot better. You want to? You just reminded me of some douchey shit from uh, from junior oh, high. So, oh, great. Okay, everybody, forgive me. This was the '90s, and uh, it was just this is what we did. And do you remember this one right here, where you tell a girl uh, nobody could touch their elbows behind their back? Remember that? Uh, did you guys do stupid shit like no, that? I don't remember that. So they're like, uh, they we did the their, one where they stick their like, chest out. And oh like, my uh, god, bro! It was it's so douchey. Just... Everybody, it was the thing, dude. <laughs> everybody did that. And we you give we me did shit the quarter. Gives me shit for my hoop ring and my fucking hip necklace. <laughs> You're over here making girls. He's holding out, stick dude. Their titties out. Bro, hey, listen. It was like everybody. It was like a joke. Everybody did. It was the '90s. He's hiding his old douche. And I'm, you know, here's totally. And here's the deal, dude. I have kids. I have a daughter. If some fucker did that to my daughter, oh, he would get man. drop kicked immediately. Uh, right. I don't care how old these right, kids. Right, yeah. I remember that one. The the one that we used to do a lot was um, the quarter trick, right? Where you would. Oh, yeah. I love this one. Yeah, you you you'd, you'd color the outside of it with like a heavy amount of either just half of it. It's a pencil. Yeah, pencil. pencil. You go half. You go half, or you do the full thing, which they didn't. They didn't really check that, you uh, know, because you so put can it you on roll the head. this from your. Can head? you roll this from from the top of your head down to through so your nose? So you, I would always do half. And I, I show them, can you do this? And without, nothing was there. Yeah, nothing was there. Uh, and then you hand it to them, and there's, I mean, it's half so there. You know where the best pranks come from? Yeah, if they uh, didn't trust you. Yeah, yeah. I guess that yeah. makes sense. You know, yeah. the, the best pranks come from construction workers. If you work with construction workers, these guys, one of my favorites is this. Like, whenever my dad would have a work site and they'd have a new guy on, on or whatever, they would always say, hey, can you lift this bag of cement ab above your head? You know, when oh, one try. guy comes behind, so him, he goes like this, he right? Razor so blades it open. Yeah, so then someone behind him with the, with the trowel goes. So fucked up, Yeah, it is messed up. And you're covered in like you know what? That, powdered cement. I love this conversations. Remind we uh, we. I got a bunch of messages because we talk about obviously Netflix shows. You know, like the number one trending show right now on Netflix is that uh, Bad Trips. We should watch that today. What is oh, that? really? It's all about pranks. Oh, I mean, it's like it's a movie, and it's all about like all these great pranks that people do. Okay, and oh, I I, I, a couple of people messaged me and said like we we would like it. So oh yeah, we we grew up with this. a ton of pranks, man. I mean, we carried that into college and everything. It's like you just get bored. You, you can't do it at school anymore, though, right? That's like a that's oh, bullying yeah. now, right? Sure, it, <laughs> I know. No, some, really, some, some kind of microaggression. Who knows? Yeah, no, yeah. it is right. I mean, if if a kid were to do some any of these things that we're talking about right now, you get that's like suspension. I, right? So you know, it's funny. Oh, I I'm get, sure I get the bullying. I hated bullies. In fact, every fight I ever got into. Was with a bully, and what you, they weren't bullying me; they were bullying other people. And I would, I hated it; I couldn't stand it. Right? So there's bullying, but then there's like fucking with each other and pranks and testing each other. And I feel like there's that's an important yeah. But the problem with it, that, I feel like it's coming of age. Well, the, the problem, you know, the problem with that is it's a fine line. 
You're right. You yes. have to know that. That's that, there's a that's fine, what you find out. A fine, like, <laughs> there's a fine line, and you're asking uh, teenage boys to manage that line. Yeah. So but, that's that's. But here's the deal. Here's my argument for that. Okay. In life, life requires you to have the, to understand lines, to understand how to navigate. You learn it as a teenager. What's the worst thing that happened? Oh, do anything, don't do anything terrible. What's the worst thing that happened? You tease your friend mm-hmm. and you realize, oh, he's one of those that can't handle it, so I'm not going to do it anymore, right? Right. You learn that as a kid. Then you get in the workplace and you have better, I guess, social skills. Yeah. You know? Well, not, to mention, not to mention that, but I also think that uh, the bully always gets what, gets what he deserves anyways. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but most the guys that I know that were assholes <laughs> When we were growing up, just they don't make it very well. No, in, no. in adulthood, no. The, the real world is not kind to them. They're not kind to that. No, person. they end up terrible. It, 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 one of the number one skills, if I could teach anything to my kids, it's how to be to be liked, likable. Yes, mm-hmm. and everybody hates a bully, and he might he might rule the world from you know fourth grade to fucking tenth grade or some shit. Yep. Yeah, but after that, that you don't get very far Nothing. being a person well, like the, that. The worst is when you know the the, the person that was being punked by the bully the, turns into you know the the same person that they were uh, fighting yeah. growing up you know well, that's, they, that happens a lot the, the power you know they, they all of a sudden come into this power and, and remember uh all these old feelings that they had that they hated yeah. you know growing up with and it's like uh, you hate to see that repeat itself yeah you do but i mean the testing part with friends is i don't know i used to always enjoy it now it definitely can escalate <laughs> yeah um but it's it's it, also, it almost it, always escalates. it's healthy though man it's like you know to an extent i lost I lost a, a best friend. <laughs> well, you guys went crazy. I heard some of the shit you guys. Yeah, heard. well, we, I mean, we uh, here, here. Here's the the part. Like, there, I, I don't know. This is why I say it's such a fine line because um, a lot of what. So, with my original like childhood best friends. We go back to elementary school, um, and we all played sports and and played video games, and we were extremely competitive. And that's that's what really we were very different. Came from different walks of life. weren't always into all the same things. But this is that was the glue in our friendship, and we remained competitive our entire uh, into adulthood. Yeah. And when you become an adult, I, I think there there becomes this. You start to evaluate the circle of people you hang around, and you don't want the friend who's who it, thinks it's funny to always put you down. Yeah. That used to put you like be in like cut, cause cut lows and jokes like that. Yeah. was. But when you become a 27 year old man and you're working hard for your job and you get your first promotion, it's not like the friends that you're looking for now are ones that are going to celebrate your wins with you and support you. Not the ones that are going to be competitive with you still and try and put you down. No, and th- But here's my point with that. You learned. Yes. That. You, you learned, learned who that. are valuable friends because of that asshole and, in the group. And not just that, but you learned the line because we fuck with each other all the time. Right. But but it's not it's it's positive right there's definitely a way it could be negative like if it's just constantly getting ragged on you're like ah yeah. I don't really like the energy you know it's not that fun or whatever mm-hmm. so there's definitely a line but I think it's an important part of you know being friends you know what yeah. I mean well now how do, I mean how do you guys because you guys are obviously raising uh boys right now in this time I, it's girls too right this isn't this isn't uh, one sex it's uh bullies and both yeah D- different so, though a little different I know as you say different it. conversations in yeah. different ways that they do it right I mean, uh, have you guys had to deal with that? And do you kind of uh, allow your kids to uh, be bullied a little bit and absorb that and talk them through it? Or do you, are they being sheltered so much from that because of the schools? You know, the there's no physical. My son has not experienced or seen physical, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit, but not much. So it's way different than when I was a kid. When I was a kid, bullying was could be very physical, right? Yeah. They don't see that much. But I think where he's learning how to navigate that is how our, my relationship is with him. And how he sees my relationship is with my friends. So he 
sees us mess around, but he sees that there's a line that we kind of don't cross, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like that with his friends. I told you guys a story. Now, are you assuming that, or do you guys actually have conversations? We had we had some good conversations. Okay, because that's what I'm like. That's that's a. I mean, because he's learning. He's right? a very smart boy, so maybe he's that perceptive. But I feel mm-hmm. like I, he's smart, but he but you have to learn this stuff because yeah, you go too that's, far. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if yeah. he would pick up on so that. So like he'll he'll send me memes, and sometimes the memes are like, "Whoa, dude, this is dark." And I, and, I'll, and so I'll tell him, <laughs> yeah. I'll say, "Hey, look, you know me." And I find this hilarious. I said, but be very careful who you joke around with or send these things to because not everybody's going to be that way. You make sure, you know, it's the right person mm-hmm. and you got to be very careful because it could really backfire. Yeah. Um, there's some people that are okay and some people that are not. And you need to know that. It's And it's it's up to you to discern that. That's life. Yeah. I mean, it, I've been going through this quite a bit with my oldest uh, because there's just been certain uh, interactions and relationships he's had with different friends or different kids that aren't his friends that he doesn't really like and doesn't like to be around. And, you know, like the, the, the climate today is like, everybody just has to like each other. We all have to be friends. And, uh, I'm like, you don't have to be friends with everybody. That's not like something that's realistic. Uh, but you got to be uh, cordial and you got to be, be kind. nice and, yeah. and kind. It has to come from you. Like, you, you know, and like, and if you, if you don't want to play or you don't want to uh, do something, you know, you just be very nice and say, well, you know, thank you for the offer or whatever, but I'm actually going to go over here and play with my friends, uh, you know? And so he's had to have interactions like that quite a bit with, with some kids that annoy the shit out of him. Uh, and, and, you know, on top of that, it's like, so um, basically like, a lot of these conversations that that keep coming up, uh, you know, with him, where 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 it's like uh, he's having he's having like interactions with his friends online, all the stuff they're razzing each other. Like he just got interested in girls, and so they're kind of razzing him about girls. Like there's a big difference between razzing and, and really like being mean spirited yeah. about it towards you. And so he's he's figuring that out because at first he's like they keep making fun of me, you know, for having a girlfriend. I'm like, dude, that's just your friends. That's just right. what happens. Yeah, yeah, you know. So it's interesting to see him trying to figure that out. So right. you guys do have conversations, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. how have you are you have you guys been on the other end of catching one of your kids potentially bullying somebody else or going too far with their friends and you've had to rein them in? Uh, no, but I did have a conversation with my daughter because, so with girls, it's a little bit different. You know when I first noticed this, by the way? When they were really little. When they were really little. Well, really? My, dude, okay. So my son, it must have been preschool or kindergarten. So he's like four or five, right? And he's on the he's playing in the playground. And I'm, I'm just, this is my first kid. You know, I'm watching these kids totally different now as a, as a father. And I see the little boys running around and one kid pushes another kid and the little boy cries or whatever, gets up and then, you know, they come over, dust them off and then they're okay and they're playing with her. And then I'm watching the girls and some of them are running around, but then I noticed like there's these, there was these three girls and they were like huddled and talking. And then this other girl came over and they were talking about her. She comes mm. over and all three of them dispersed ignored her oh wow we're mm-hmm. not gonna play with, and they were in kindergarten yeah i was like oh my gosh this is very different wow this is very young? Interesting. Yeah, no, so early, yes dude yes crazy yeah so so my daughter's had situations like that where she'll get in a fight with one of her friends this is this is the thing too typically like you don't hear from your boy that he got in a fight with his friend if he did it's a physical fight you don't hear like we got in a big argument. It's this big drama. And now my other friends are taking sides. And this is what happened with my daughter. Like, I got in a fight with so-and-so. Well, what happened? Well, she said this. I said that. Then my other friend came, took her side. But then this other girl was on my side. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is really complex. <laughs> this is really complex. Sounds like, I can't do this. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Talk to your mom. Yeah. No, I'm so I'm just telling her. I'm like, li- yeah. So I'm like, listen, be kind. 
always be the better, try to be the better person. And my, mm-hmm. my daughter's very assertive. She can be very, very assertive. So I said, also be nice. I said, I yeah. know how you can, you know, you can assert yourself. That's okay. Be strong, but also be nice, be kind. So we've had those conversations, yeah, yeah. but it is interesting. Well, yeah. Again, back to this kid that was kind of pestering Ethan quite a bit. Like it's, it's been, it's been a battle because he'll go through phases where he wants to be mean, you know, back and like, like talk trash about him to like, I'm like, so whatever you put out, that's mean, you know, just be ready to get that coming right back at you. Pay the consequences. You know? And so that's a conversation we've had to have a few times. And I'm like, I understand you're frustrated. And I understand that, you know, this is, this is hard to deal with, like, because you have to confront this. Uh, but whatever kind of mean spirited energy you put in that direction, you're going to receive that back. You know, this is like the, one of the biggest hurdles. My, my best friend who's the principal says that they have to, to deal with mm. because it's so it's in it's different today like right if i if i really don't like somebody who's like really like bullying me or making fun of me or something yeah. like that like you had back in the days you had to go like face them or avoid them it was That's like it. those are your options yeah, yeah. either else. you face it or you avoid it completely where now there with social media and this, everybody owning a cell phone like there's yeah. lots of ways to attack each other without having having to really like step up and attack somebody you yep. know what i'm saying like yep. so mm-hmm. that's a, a lot of stuff that happens is people sharing like you know a, a photo of someone where they doctor it up that's a big deal yeah. right so like there's let's say there's yeah. a kid you don't like and instead of like yeah, make him look like a pig or something yeah exactly do something like catch him eating a sandwich at lunch and then car- cartoon figure his face and do something like that and put something mean and then send it to everybody or yeah. post it like here's the worst part crazy. of it all that and this you're right it's just totally new territory is you know when, when i went out with off with my friends and we did stupid shit and said stupid shit and whatever at the worst, people would tell the story about it. Oh, Sal, blah, 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 or this guy. But there were no pictures. Yeah, there was no a, documentation. There was a record of it. No, now. Thank God. And let me, exactly. I mean, I did a lot of stupid shit. Yeah. Everybody does, right? Now there could be a picture. Yeah. And and there was actually, there was a website. What's that uh, something winery, something mountain winery that people go do concerts? Yeah. yeah. Not winery. Not winery. Mountain winery. Okay. There's this website where it's literally, or this page or whatever, where it's pictures of kids and i say kids are in their 20s drinking too much wine and vomiting all over the place so it's pictures like girls like you know their friends are holding her up and or whatever acting great and i'm like that sucks yeah because it's all documented it's there forever yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. like it's our like shit was, wall of shame our shit was gone forever nobody yeah. knows yeah you know, <laughs> I know. thank god <laughs> just made it through did you guys see uh i didn't even know this uh barstool sports posted this up uh just the other morning um the uh, the video of him in the legal battle with Michael Rappaport. I didn't even know, like, I guess I was out of So the what's route. the whole deal going on there? So, first of all, and I guess I, I do recall Michael Rappaport doing things with Barstool before, which it, it didn't even dawn on me till like, I don't know, maybe a year ago. When he's I, such a whiny, uh, well, annoying. Yeah, when the whole election thing went on, like, I know he's like super anti-Trump. And, uh, yeah, he's just he's so whiny angry. and so ass. Like, yeah. sh- come on, dude. He, he's, well, he's a, and he attacks a lot of people, right? And he's very, very vocal about yeah. it and a bit, a bit vicious and stuff like that. And some people find it very funny, right? Some people find that very funny. Uh, whatever. I don't really care. Uh, but I didn't know that they had a big falling out. And I guess uh, the CEO of Barstool at that time, which was Dave before uh, uh, Erica took over, uh, knew that when he let go of Michael Rappaport, that he was going to do what he does, which is be outlandish and crazy. And I guess he he did he did some memes or stuff of him bending Dave over and, and whoa, oh yeah, and just talking shit and stuff like that. Yeah. 
And Dave was ready for that, you know, reaction. And so then he had shirts made right afterwards of like him as a clown with herpes or some shit. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, and then I guess Michael comes back. Hey, that's and, a game. They're going to play uh, yeah, that game. Back well, yeah, throw, you know, throwing mud at each well, other. Well, I, I, and the funny part though is that obviously, you know, you know, Mike does it loves to play this game until it really hurts him or you know people or he's the so he's suing them. Yeah, he. But I, he, I mean, Dave blew it out of the water. He couldn't he couldn't prove anything to him and he, and 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 the way he was trying to set it up the way the lawsuit was going it was trying to prove that B- Barstool Sports was already trying to uh, uh, it was premeditated yes yeah. premeditated trying to destroy his name by doing and had the shirts mm. ready to go then fired him and then released it where Dave was like nah no, dude it was like, a response it was a response yeah. to his bullshit knowing that he was going to act like that and say okay you want to play that game. I'll make a shirt. Oh my god! Yeah, so that's ridiculous. I know, right? Yeah, crazy. Spe- drama. Speaking of controversy, uh, the Lil Nas uh, Satan shit. Oh yeah, uh, what's going on with that? Everybody talking about that. Yeah, right everybody now. and their mothers talking about this. So I mean, okay, so the deal is the shoes got like six 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 on it. A pen, you know, pentagram. Only six hundred sixty six shoes. I heard, I heard yeah, there's some blood in, in there's it. There's a human. That's what he says, right? There's a drop oh, of okay. human blood in the in the little fucking whatever. <laughs> yeah, I can't. And, I don't even know what to believe. And uh, now it's, it's like now, the number one tra- trending video right now too, right? The music video. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so terrible. Anyway, so so here's the thing. So Nike apparently is suing them now, or not associated. Well, yeah, with the a video. lot of people thought it was a partnership, and so I think that's why they're suing because the initial everybody coming out was just like i can't believe nike and, right you well, know. okay so let's let's put our tinfoil hats on then do you think they had <laughs> a part of constructing this they've obviously seen how well you know how i feel about how that stuff. with you know with with uh you know colin kaepernick and yeah. all these different things where they've been associated loosely or then they they claim ownership when it works in their favor but then when it doesn't they sort of you know, disassociate I mean, themselves. You know where I stand on this. I think these a lot of these big, big yeah. companies like this. Either way, they're making money. They're are constructing. Br- are, are brilliant at marketing. And, you know, it was just like the shrimp thing. Like, it doesn't make sense to me why the, like we just talked about that, the cinnamon yeah. toast thing, right? <laughs> yeah, you're a, right. That's, a guy makes a false claim. That's the stupidest claim. article I've ever heard. Right. Of. A yeah, guy makes a false claim and then becomes famous it, for it's it. It's not shrimp. It's just all the sugar. Yeah, it's, it's just, all the <laughs> extra sugar we give you. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Millions of people sugar. talking about cinnamon toast crunch now. So... Yeah, you know, you saw Nike, you know, with the all the the controversy with Kaepernick and everything go back and forth, and and they made a ton of money off of that that all that. Controversy. Well, they're suing him though, so that makes me think that it, maybe they didn't. Yeah, because you know? he. So what did he do? He took the shoe and then. So what, he have somebody design that shoe. Yeah. And so then, apparently Nike's saying we did not say you. Yeah, could we do didn't that. authorize it or whatever yeah. is probably where that. Yeah, but did they is. have? I mean, okay. So there's a, there's a massive, uh, and I should know this right because I'm into sh- sneakers. There's a massive resale market. In, in Nikes as it is, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't understand, like, what's to stop him from buying, what's to stop anybody from buying a pair of Nikes, you know, coloring Painting them up? It. Yeah, yeah, there's a guy yeah, don't like- don't people do that anyway? Yeah, there's a guy called Kikasso, who I've bought a couple pairs of shoes from him way back when. Kikasso. And he is, yeah. uh, he's an artist. And he takes uh, he takes shoes, uh, all different brands, not just Nike, but all different brands, and he paints art on them and then sells them, and they look they look cool, right? And and a lot of people buy them, a lot of athletes have them, and he sells them for a premium rate. Mm. Like, so does that mean that he yeah. could be sued by Nike then? Like, I don't understand. I don't know what the whole deal. So is. That, so this has to be either you know the the music industries, the the, the album that's you know they're dropping associated with Lil Nas. Like, is this a new album? And and his video obviously is brand new. Yeah. Yeah, the video was but new. But to get attention now, it's like you got to create some kind of controversy. So is that coming from the music uh, side of it or, or does it Nike. come from Nike? Right. Or a plot with between both. Yeah. 
You know what? Because yeah, a little handshake. How it, yeah, how it plays out will really matter, right? Because they could say, "I'm going to sue you," and then nothing comes, yeah. and then it gets dropped, and yeah. nothing happens, right? Right, and and, and, and yeah, so it, it's like they could be associated just as so long until they're ready, and then the kid, yeah, now we're going to sue you. Yeah, yeah. So here's our plan: if it gets too, you know, bad pub, we'll just pretend like we're not with it, and we'll sue you. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, we're going to get lots of public, and you are too. Yeah. We both are. Right. You know what this screams to me, which is this is just it's so exhausting. Yeah, but here's the thing that's interesting to me is that is the outrage people have over some things and mm-hmm. not and and other things are not so much. Like yeah. we just heard about Mr. Potato Head maybe changing his name to Potato Head because apparently it's gendered or whatever. Yeah, and then you have a shoe that is you know named after <laughs> the personification of pure right. disgusting evil yeah. Yeah. right yeah symbolically should be worse than hitler yeah it, right? Right, right which is everybody's go to it's right? very interesting i'll you know I'll, i will say this music has has you know they've used satan and i mean how, oh forever. i just think it's been this generation has been it's it's popular to be anti god mm-hmm. you know that's been going on for the last decade and a half maybe arguably two decades where mm-hmm. it's it's cool to be anti god i mean the the uh, rise of, that was an an igen also of uh, of atheism is like higher today mm-hmm. than it's ever been, right? Yeah. So I just I just think that it's become more popular to be that. Hmm. I mean, also it's I mean I mean you're gonna get these shoes because you want people to react, right? right. Like, oh, yeah. If, if you nobody want, gave a attention. shit, yeah, yeah, nobody gave a shit. You're just putting on red black shoes. Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. You know well, there's I mean? not even that many pairs, and I would imagine most people will will would buy them to to resell them or hold on to yeah. them because of value increase. Because where do they get the blood? That's what I want. Yeah, I don't, it, that's got to be fake. That's, yeah, that's they, they be just fake. say that. Like, oh, it's embedded in the shoe. Yeah. 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 You, can't, you can't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I totally believe you. <laughs> then, right? It's Satan. Lying, yeah. too. For sure. Yeah. Lying. Oh. <laughs> they got us yeah. again. Yeah. Then we all these satanic priests, you know, praying over it. <laughs> oh, cool. In reality, it's another Nike sweatshirt. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some, the 12-year-olds making just them, like, cut their, just, uh, cut their finger. Oh, you know what we'll say? Yeah. <laughs> Dangerous uh, work conditions. No, 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 no. Uh, There's a drop of blood in every, uh, in every so, shoe. You know? Yeah, the, I've I've been trying to bring this up. I didn't know where to insert this ever, but like so as the, usual. Yeah, I, I'm really into cults, as you guys know. Whoa, whoa. Um, I just like to watch and see, you know, in history, like where they come from, who's buying into these things, uh, just to be better prepared for more of them coming up because they will. Uh, so there was this you one get caught off guard or something. <laughs> Damn it. The cold cut me again. Hey man, look what, I don't know. You could, you could classify a lot of movements out there as cults yeah, if you true. want. So, um, and I'll, you know, I'm happy to, to name them out right now, but, um, basically have you guys heard of like where the thug comes from? The, the term thug? No. Yes. Yeah, so Tupac didn't invent it. it no, it wasn't no. Tupac. Yeah. I mm. thought that too. Uh, no, it was, uh, in India back in the day. Um, I guess the uh, the thuggies was this basically it was part of this cult that was notoriously <laughs> like they killed the most people out of anybody like almost like over history uh, over a couple million people like, really yes wow and we yeah. don't know who these I didn't and no they were idea. called thuggies yeah and so this is in India and so what they they were like a band of um, Basically, they would they would um, they would uh, like attack people on the roads and like steal and, and they were thieves and they would steal their stuff and then they would uh, I, I believe uh, tell me if I'm wrong, Doug. Obviously, you don't have your setup like normal right now, but um, like they would have these uh, ropes that they would tie around. They'd like strangle people to death uh, with them, but it was all it was all part of uh, you know their god that they worshipped. 
uh, which was it like is like a sacrifice, yeah, to, to their god wow. that they worship. Yeah, and they just killed people to sacrifice. And they just god. they just kept killing them, and then they would they would offer their their bodies. Yeah. Now I'm not gonna lie. When you said thuggies, all I thought about was like because my son wears huggies. I thought about like they're like huggies, <laughs> but they sag. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Get your kid a pair of thuggies. Thuggies. You know what I'm He's got some sunglasses. Yeah, like, yeah. So that's what, thug derived from that. Derived wow. from that. So oh, wow, yeah, I didn't know thugs that. Thugs on the road that would basically attack people, steal them, and then kill. And how them. old is that? How, how far back does that go? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's yeah hundreds of years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. What, there's like a fine line between like, you know, civilized and like we can be, do some really terrible shit as yeah. humans and justify it. Yeah, oftentimes the stuff justify, like especially if you think it's righteous, right? Yeah, you're, like you're doing this for something in the, that direction. The, for me, the craziest story is uh, how um, God, who is it that killed? Uh, it was Manson c- c- got together a bunch of upper middle class kids mm-hmm. and basically convinced them to murder other people. And they were they they were normally they were normal, well adjusted kids, you know, good families, mm-hmm. and he. Essentially convinced them to murder like a pregnant woman, and you know the whole story. Yeah, how do you get into someone's mind like that? I don't know. That is some serious. He must have been like, ins- well, obviously he used a lot of drugs. On yeah. These people, well, I mean, but- you're, you're you're giving an example of the the crazy, scary side, but you see it on the religious side too. You see very fanatical people in in good, yeah. even good communities. Yeah. You know that that like just worship the guy who's presenting this information. Oh, you can see that in almost any group. Yeah. yeah when's the last time you argued I mean, with a, a uh, nutrition of well, the what was this, style? What was, this, what was the stat right. on like, you know, most people want to be led. Most people want to follow somebody. And mm-hmm. when you find somebody who is just, can, speaks. Charismatic. Yeah. And and the, everything they say is what you needed to hear. Yeah, it resonates with you yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's I mean, like almost it, undeniable. And you're already that person that is looking to follow. And I just, I also feel like. You know, it's a good movie that shows that very, very well. Fight Club. No, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How he gets that whole, how he gets them all. The Tyler Durden. The, yes. the Waco doc- documentary does a good job. Oh, that's a real, oh, Waco real deal. Great. Yeah. yeah, you got to watch that. Yeah, that actually one. happened. Yeah, 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 no, you, and, and when you, and they did a good job of like, you know, when you're an outsider looking in and we were watching the news and stuff like that, you're like, what the fuck? These crazies yeah. and he's mm-hmm. crazy. But when they when they build it from the beginning and they show you the relationships he built and like how he was. He's creating going, a family for a lot of people yeah, that just didn't have anything. That's you right. You know, and so it's, that, it's so predatory that way. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, that's yeah, wild. Yeah, so I think you see it on bo- both yeah, sides. Yeah. So I sure. learned something interesting uh, yesterday because it's so super left turn, but it's kind of cool. Did you know chicken nuggets come in four specific shapes? <laughs> What are, what are the, the dinosaurs? The, yeah, the, um, the, no, 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 no. Like, find the shape. Like, yeah. the, I'll show you right now. Like so McDonald's, cube. McDonald's literally has four shapes of of, of nuggets. Oh, Bell, they do different ones? I thought they are all the same. No, they're not. And they're not random. They're literally pressed four shapes. Really? There's the bell, the bone, the boot, and the ball. You can look it up. So anytime you get chicken nuggets, twenty piece, whatever, what? you look in there. It's one of those four. Now shapes. The, uh, the funny part about that is so it's it, not random. They do it. No, they make it yeah. with that to make it look like they're, like random. they're random. You just right. don't know. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I never eat chicken nuggets, but I thought that was very interesting. Of course, though, it's not. It's. Pro, I mean, it's meat. Did you ever see it's all rib it's like meat Pringles and chips, organ? You know did I mean? you ever see that that documentary? I think I want to say it, it was. This was years ago. Uh, Jamie something. 
saves the world or something like that. Oh, I think I know. What you're and talking he about. goes around to all these like some of the like the the, the fattest states or cities and states, mm-hmm. and he goes and talks to the kids and tries oh, to educate them yeah, on nutrition. Mm-hmm. And he did a demonstration with chicken nuggets, and he sh- to show these kids like how they're made. Like, he takes mm-hmm. all the cartilage and the bone in front of them, and like yeah. you know grinds it all up in a blender and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. And then it's all soupy and pink, and then he pours yeah. it in the frying pan. You know pan. what? That would have never done worked on me though. Well, it didn't work on the kids. I was going to say, because they get the nuggets, like, whatever. Like, a couple kids were, like, grossed out, but then half of them were, like, as soon as it was fried and done, they're like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just I'm hungry! Sh- it just shows you how much better marketing McDonald's has done. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Speaking of obesity, you, you, uh, some statistics came out. 80% of the people in the hospital with COVID, so people who get COVID who have to be hospitalized, yeah. 80% of them are overweight or obese. Wow. So it's the, Why did it take so long for this information to come out? It's the number one uh, risk factor for severe I thought we already knew symptom. that. Yeah, but like somewhere along the lines- The data keeps confirming. Yeah, it got countered. Didn't it get countered for a while and say like, oh, it's not just because, you know, like it, that's not the highest factor. No, it's it. That's it right yeah. there is, is being obese or overweight. Now, and now, of course, this flies in the face of the whole- health at every size movement and, you know, whatever. But the reality is, like, if you're obese or overweight and it's not muscle or whatever. Well, and the reality is nobody wants to hear that. So yeah. it says it, that that's like, that's like one of those things that comes out and they just could get brushed right underneath the rug. Mm, and that's yeah. what you're seeing right now. No yeah. one's going to be talking about it. Yeah. Longer. Meanwhile, uh, uh, I think Americans have gained more weight this year than in many years uh, past mm-hmm. because sure. of the shutdowns. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. A, lot, a lot of people it gained a lot of weight. Some people got in better shape, but most people gained weight. Stress, sedentary, you know, mm-hmm. poor diet, all the all the above. Yeah. What do you do when you're stressed out? Yeah. You want to eat? Yeah. yeah eat no. and drink. You want to eat? You know, four shaped chicken nuggets. But I mean, what an uphill yeah. battle though is releasing it for. Uh, the level of self-awareness it takes for the masses to accept that information and take responsibility. Because when you look at what was the stat we did, 40-something percent is now clinically obese. Oh, and yeah. And like 80% is overweight. 70%. Yeah. 70% is overweight. Yeah. So, you know, you, you hear that's every, it's most everybody there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The other, the, and the people that were in the minority, I already feel like knew this anyways, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're already somebody who was, actively uh you know pursuing a healthy lifestyle eating well good relationships exercising in a gym doing mm-hmm. things like that um i feel like that that community already kind of figured this out. I, yeah. I, that's not news to me mm-hmm. right i i, I don't oh, yeah we know fitness yeah it's, yeah but but this is news to a lot of people like oh my gosh yeah. well i mean i don't not, know being overweight or obese well you, we talked with from. adam sedlak recently and he was discussing like the the statistics that they have too on uh how much COVID is actually spread in the gym industry is like ridiculously low. It's lower than the, the studies that they've done so far show that that they're not uh, vectors of transmission. They're yeah. just not. Well, speaking of that, uh, you see all the articles that are now coming out on the states that have loosened up all the regulation on on masks. Yeah, so far they're doing good. So far they're doing better. Actually, mm-hmm. not bad at all. You know, when you factor everything in, though, uh, unemployment, d- deaths due to suicide, mental illness due to, to excessive lockdowns. It it seems like it's getting very clear that the lockdowns, yeah. the the severe lockdowns, were caused more. Harm. And that's really the weight of the argument for me. Yeah, it, it, it is like, and we had to weigh that out. We talked about that in the very beginning of everything. Once it was starting to unfold, was like, what are going to be the casualties of shutting down all these businesses, these schools? You know, p- keeping people in their houses, making them wear masks, not not interacting. You know what the truth is? The truth is, had you not locked things down, people probably naturally would have been avoided right. lots of public places. They, they would have been a lot more cautious just on their own. But here's the difference. You don't feel forced. 
That yeah. makes a big difference. It's a dude. big difference. Makes a huge difference. You yeah. do that choice yourself versus feeling like you're being forced. Yeah. It's a very big difference in how you perceive it psychologically. Yeah. Yeah. I got something really fascinating. So I saw this today. I thought this was both awesome and a little frightening. So a PhD student, Heather Dewey Hagboard, had 3D printed portraits from DNA found on cigarette butts and chewing gum on the streets of New York City. So what she did was what? So so people who throw their cigarettes, okay, I got that, or their gum, they spit on the floor. She yeah. used the DNA. She got the from DNA all... from them and constructed their faces, three D printed their faces, no way, and did a, an exhibit, no way, right there, no, and, way. and did an exhibit to show like these are the people that these threw. are the people that would do something. Like oh this. my god, dude, <laughs> no way, that's possible. That's what it says. Wow. So it says here, imagine dropping a cigarette butt, then see. a couple uh, days later walking to some random art gallery. No way. Your fa- Let me see this. It's just a picture I just took. I know. That's wow. That can- if that's accurate, that's fucking trippy, dude. That's trippy. You know what's trippy about? Now, that's cool. Also scary. Oh, it's scary. Yeah. Like, if you just, like, blow your nose, throw in the garbage, someone's like, oh, cool. Did she have pictures of, like, being able to find these people, too? Or was this just all, like, and She kept them random. Well, I mean, obviously. that's the hardest part. Once you got the, who they who they are, yeah. you yeah, know, look at, look at tracking them down and finding them would be easy. Oh, Dude, wow. That's <laughs> and she made an art gallery of it. Like, these are the people that, were, that are littering or whatever. <laughs> the streets. That's wild. That is very wild, dude. I didn't even know that was possible. Dude, the future's going to be weird when the technology gets super cheap. You know what I mean? Like, you're hanging dude, out. Dude, and that's so creepy. You're hanging she's out with She's got girl. a wall full of heads yeah, no it's an art gallery i know i yeah. get it I but know. like just you know from a visual perspective like you see it's it's almost creepy right where's it's it at like, i want to see it it's uh, actually kind of cool uh, i think it was new york oh it's new yeah, york. yeah but i mean imagine you're like in the future because everything is going to be so you know technology would be advanced right so you probably have an app where you could do this yeah and you're like you're in the, you get, your girlfriend gets in the car or whatever and she's like wait a minute that's not my hair like, yeah, it is. No, it's not. Hold on. Let me put up my app. Uh, Shows a picture of the chick. What? Yeah, this bitch. Did you, ah! did you guys <laughs> That's know? my best friend. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, you remember when, uh, obviously, you guys have seen Elf? It, yeah. You know, it's yeah. a classic. Like, classic. You know when they're filming that? They didn't like even shut down a lot of the streets and everything. So when he did, when he was like running around in his little costume and everything, they were like capturing a lot of these moments. And uh, so him going over to where the pre-chewed gum was and everything was was real. He ate that on real for real. It, apparently, he Ooh. did that for real. Uh, uh, so disgusting. anything for comedy I no guess. i had friends that did some of that remember we were talking we've shared what? on the podcast oh, stories guys that want to just high school a, yeah, yeah. And horse manure inside a biscuit and eating this ants is another and, dude thing yeah, yeah, yeah i used to i just, watched them you gross each other out underneath a desk and then chew it like, hey you ever you ever you ever, ever trade uh, like have your girl like when you're dating you know and you're like junior high or high school do that split the gum with her yeah or you like make out and like the gum goes no just because you want everybody to know, like, oh, that was She chewed my gum. Yeah, it's so, so gross. <laughs> the fuck were we thinking, dude? That's weird. <laughs> so disgusting. I let her wear my jacket. That's what uh, was cool. Yeah. Hey, did you give hickeys, dude? Huh? Did you ever give hickeys? Uh, sure, sure. There was a- fa- I, yeah, That's I such a dumb thing, dude. Yeah, yeah I know. That's yeah, my girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah. Like you can see it like once or twice. I was like, oh, I like this. That was so. like a seventh grade thing or something around there. I'd say it around there. It wasn't it's, cool when you were in high school. It was yeah, cool. it, like, I don't get it. She just well, it was when because when you're in that when you're in that just like want people to know when you're yeah. fifth grade. You may, I made out fifth grade. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it, it's more face. of that when you're in fifth grade to eighth grade. Right, you just come out of sex ed and you want to be you want to be the person who's 
you know, yeah. that I'm, I'm yeah. experimenting. I'm trying all these things you guys learned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm already giving hickeys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the lab right now. Yeah. Dude, I totally made out. Yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, look at this. Oh, oh, yeah. How do you think I got that? Oh, touching a boob. I that looks tell like everybody. A, yeah, that's like the yeah. shape of a vacuum, though. I don't know. That, yeah. that's, isn't that what made probably turtlenecks so popular for us in that, that era? I mean, that was- Hickeys? The t- yeah, that was, the time to, that was the time to rock turtlenecks. I think you're right. Yeah, it was that around that- sense. That was right around that same time. Yeah. And that's what it was. You'd have it, you have it show your friends. My, my sister came home. <laughs> this is a true story, dude. And she was, uh, I want to say she was a junior in high school. And I was a very overprotective brother. You guys know my personality. So I was really, she comes home and she's got hickeys on her neck up oh and down, right? God. And my mom saw it. And of course she's like, please God, do not let your dad see what's going on. <laughs> so I'm walking into the kitchen and I hear this conversation. My mom telling my sister, don't show your dad. Yeah. Then I walk in, they both see me and, and they're both like, oh fuck. So I could tell something's going on. I'm like, don't tell him what? Don't tell him what? What's going on? And I see the hickeys. I'm like, oh shit. So this fucking kid shows up at the house to come hang out or whatever. Poor kid. Shit his pants. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Never came back. <laughs> never came what back. Is, what's the I'm like, you marked up my sister. I'll mark you. <laughs> oh, no. <it> was a- <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna make some marks on you myself. <laughs> he was just a horny teenager. Right? Never came what back. Is, what is this? What's the science behind what happens there? Is it like you're, you're breaking caliper? Is cali- it caliper? Calipers? Calipers? Capillaries? Yeah. Hanging out with me a lot. So uh, you, that's what that's what it is. It, it, yeah. You're sucking so hard that they burst. Yeah. It's, oh. like, it's like when you throw up and I get them like you know around my eyes. And then what? It, what is it that makes that? <laughs> re- Doesn't happen to you guys. What, you what makes it regenerate <gasps> and turn over and then go away? Right. It's like a it's a bruise. You just mm. basically created a surface bruise. I wonder if the juve light would like speed that process up. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. See, I bet it would. The, uh, no, it actually. Absolutely. That's why I was asking you. So was, it heals. We had a commercial for juve. Even I bruises. Like, I, like a fucking underhand yeah. pitch. Oh, wow. Sometimes, like, sometimes uh, you're just. Sometimes you're just brilliant. Sometimes I'm too good. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I'm too good. Well, I can't make it obvious. Yeah. No, it actually will. It will. It will speed up. It speeds up the healing. A lot of stroking going on over here. (laughs) You're so good. No, you're. Just want to point that out. Oh no, you stop. You're good. You're the best. Go ahead. I am the best. I'll just sit this out. You're all right. No problem. No. No, it'll work. You know what's funny? So uh, Juve gave me the you know the the new small unit that they have, yeah. like this big, the portable. Yeah, yeah. So Jessica's been using it every day, just on her face, uh, ten minutes a day, uh, five days a week, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know she was using it. I brought it home. I did the live with the you know the live Juve or whatever. Yeah. So they, I had it. And I, <clears throat> I took it home. Anyway, uh, I've been noticing she's looking really. I told him like, man, you look really good. Your skin looks really good. She's like, I'm not wearing any foundation or anything. It's from the Juve. Two weeks. Two weeks of using, I could tell. Just I feel like we're coming yeah. up with better marketing material for these companies now. Dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like you know, no surf, no suck face, juve, yeah, red yeah. light, something like that. Yeah, like yeah, hickeys cal- make them go away. Yeah, like the Caldera <laughs> one we came up with That's the other right. day. I think these Doesn't are money. Doesn't make your dick small. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. it won't shrink your dick. Yeah, I think no, these are money. No, no, it works, dude. And if you shine it on your balls, your testosterone goes up. Yeah, no, I know. and it's just the right shape. Yeah, we, <laughs> we saw a uh, uh, Ben Grief will do that. Yeah, unfortunately. If you're looking to maximize your overall muscle and strength, Maps Anabolic is the perfect place to start. With a full 30-day money-back guarantee, there is absolutely zero risk. So what are you waiting for? Go to mindpromedia.com and get started today. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. Quee quad.
First question is from Jenny Jane 36. What is the difference between strength gains and muscle gains? Ah, strength versus muscle. All right. So strength is obviously a function of performance. Muscle contributes heavily to that, but so does technique. Uh, so does your skill and your ability of your muscles to communicate with each other. This is why a much bigger bodybuilder might not be as strong as someone much smaller. So can you develop more strength without building more muscle? Mm. Yes, you can. Can you build muscle without necessarily gaining more strength? Yes, also. Mm -hmm. Now, bigger muscles always contract harder, so a bigger muscle is stronger in its contraction, but if you can't translate it to skill and technique, then you'll have bigger muscles that just aren't moving as effectively, and so you're not going to be as strong. Right. Now, the beauty of it is this. They're so closely connected yeah. that training for one or the other will probably give you both. It's, well, a, it's both. an interesting question that you know I've gotten quite a few times, and it, I remember be, geeking out on this a lot as a kid because I would see guys that weren't that huge but were insanely strong, mm -hmm. and I'm like, where, where are they getting this from? Because uh, all the guys I used to idolize were just huge Arnold type, you know, bodybuilder guys that were on uh, action movies, and, mm -hmm. and 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 meanwhile, you see, you know, a kind of a, a scrawny looking dude like being able to pull off these amazing feats of strength. But uh, then I started learning more about the central nervous system. I started learning more about force output. I started learning, you know, about technique and mastery of technique and things like that. And then you, you really see. Like there's there's a different way to train to manipulate both of those, and sometimes they both uh, you know bode well for each other as well. Well, there's definitely carryover in both, but yeah. I, I mean, like Olympic athletes are such a great example of this conversation. Yeah, right? like they don't just keep getting bigger and bigger. I mean, you look like our, no, they our compete in weight classes. Yeah, like our our buddy Sonny Webster. You look at like his his body, you know, shape size. Yeah. Is I mean, he's built. Yeah. But he's not a bodybuilder. Yeah, he's right. not. But he can crush a bodybuilder. Oh, bro, and yeah, he's incredibly strong. So it just, it really highlights how much uh, room there is to improve CNS and and technique mastery. Like yes, really yeah. getting good at that. That there's you can you could scale strength quite a bit without getting massive or building a ton of extra muscle just by getting better at the movement itself. Yes. Yeah, and a lot of those movements don't like big bulky muscles would get in the way. Of, of you know the fluidity of it of of you know really you know it, like being able to being able to move with, with ferocity and, and more force and uh, power and so you know like we we literally build our bodies and we, we we determine what what the outcome is based on the way that we're moving and we're stimulating it yeah. I think this also highlights so the other side of that which is that you don't necessarily always have to move a ton of weight to build a very aesthetic physique correct too. totally correct. I mean I actually was I fell in that camp for most of my training career i actually i mean i have i have chased prs and and singles and heavy lifts more in the last six years with you guys than i did my previous 15 years mm -hmm. of lifting i never cared about that it was like it was always about how i looked and so i was all technique guy all yeah. about diet and building muscle and constantly phasing my workouts and really like trying to maximize that i and i rarely ever would lift to it because i was too much risk for me mm -hmm. it's like yeah i know if i if i train the skill of this and i focus more on my output I could get better possibly and, and the gains could carry over into my physique, but I was so focused on my physique that I was like, I don't really care about that. The risk wasn't, I was too high for me at that point. Now, what I have learned with my experience today, I think there's a nice balance. There. Totally. Like I do think that I got, I got tremendous value as a pro 
starting to strength train and and working in the more performance aspect of training uh, that carried over into building a better physique. So yeah. Now that I, that being said, I would say to the average person, just focus on getting stronger. Now you don't need to be a competitive lifter. You don't even need to just focus on the big three lifts. Mm -hmm. But just getting stronger, you're going to get a great deal of of both. I think when it starts to become more important to focus where you're going to go, whatever, is once you start to get advanced, once the weight really yeah. starts to get heavy, you know, okay, now I'm squatting 300 pounds. Should I push to get to 400 or should I slow my reps down and contract and squeeze and just focus on developing a better body? That becomes more of a, a you know, more of an important debate. But if you're new yeah. uh, or intermediate, uh, just get stronger. That's yeah. the most, you're going to get more out of that than almost anything yeah, else. Building a strong foundational base will give you so many more options to build off of from there. Totally. Right. Next question is from Nom Nom Pastrami. For people with a lot of muscle already, how can they lose body fat without tracking calories? Without tracking calories. All right, here's the deal. Um, and I've worked with, I'd say many of the clients, if not most of them, I would work with, we would not uh, count calories uh, for the most part. Did he, did he say a lot of body fat or a lot of muscle? muscle. A lot of muscle. They're, in other words, they're trying to say, I already have a lot of muscle, so my metabolism's fast. I think they're probably alluding to what we always talk about, which is build your metabolism type of deal, which that's always part of the strategy. But what I was where I was going is look for things that uh, encourage behaviors that lead to a leaner body or physique. So here's the easiest one. This one's super easy. If your diet includes processed foods like most people, I mean, if you're the average American, 70, 80% of your diet is processed foods. But even if your diet is 30% processed foods, if you just cut out the processed food without counting calories, you're probably going to eat less and get leaner. It requires you to count nothing except for, I'm not eating things that come in boxes or wrappers or whatever. It just leads to a behavior where you eat more appropriately. That single thing right there is the most effective single step I've ever done with any client uh, for weight loss that doesn't include any anything. Oh, well, there's I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of things that you can do to start to lose body fat without tracking calories. I think uh, becoming more present when you're eating. I've talked about that before, yeah. where mm -hmm. you just don't eat in front of the TV or the phone. You'd be amazed by you actually uh, chew all your food. Yeah, or chewing more. Right, like focus actually on the chewing process. Like a lot of people like throw something in their mouth, bite it a couple times, and swallow it. Like there, mm -hmm. there was a book that came out one time. It was a fat loss book, and it was like something around like chewing your food 50 times or something like yeah. it would result in all these people losing weight. So there's lots of strategy. Just getting smaller portion sizes, skipping one meal in the day. Uh, there's a lot of things that you can do that doesn't require tracking calories, but, but changing your behaviors that will result in fat loss and, you know, or avoiding a lot of empty calories, candy, uh, alcohol, uh, you can get rid of a lot of that stuff yep. and, and get that same result. Yeah, to that point, I mean, I, I just read a study. It was just uh, over like the diners in, in America where they did some study where basically they switched out the the size of their fork to a smaller fork, and people ate way smaller portions yep. as a result of that. It's yep. the, the the most simple thing you could do, but you, you felt like you know you you gained more uh, from the smaller fork, and so it would just naturally you thought you were satisfied. Well, and honestly, somebody who uh, like that's how I was questioning what they were asking in this because if you got a lot of muscle mass i'm assuming that you're you're alluding to you have a pretty fast metabolism then too so it's pretty easy for this person mm -hmm. you know that they got a, a, a roaring metabolism they want to lose body fat and they don't feel like tracking calories make a few good decisions yeah, in, in <laughs> so, my opinion behavior modification through the stuff that we're talking about will lead to a 
pretty good, healthy, lean physique. Mm -hmm. It will not lead to a shredded physique. Yeah, not okay. competitive. Now, if you're trying to get shredded, you're going to have to count and and, and measure yeah. things. And, and if but you, if you want to get lean and healthy, uh, in in you know, where, whereas where most people will look at you and say, "Wow, that person looks pretty good." You, you, for the most part, you don't need to count calories. Now, I don't, I'm not saying there's no value in understanding how many calories are in foods and what macros. I think there's value in that, and people should learn that. But you can, you most people can get very fit and, and relatively lean without ever really having to count calories. The all problem time. with that is that just most people are so unaware. That's the problem. I mean, the, the, there's plenty of studies that support that too that show that, uh, like I think it's ninety something percent of people uh, underestimate their calorie intake. Mm -hmm. And the ones that think they know. I mean, and I and I, I find this all the time with myself. Like, oh, I'm probably around 2,800, you know, and I guesstimate. I'm never on, yeah. you know, and I'm pretty damn good at that. I've been doing that for a really long time. So well, especially with health foods too, like people eat salads and, you know, and they don't even realize it's like 1,300 calories that they just consume. Well, I mean, I brought that up a long time ago. I'll never forget the first time that I actually weighed out and measured a sweet potato. Because uh, sweet potatoes aren't really high in calories, and when you look at all the the you know the apps or the books that that break down the the nutrients in it, it's um, you know a relatively very healthy, low calorie mm -hmm. type of food. Mm -hmm. But they grow in very different sizes, yeah. and when they say like a small, medium, or regular, or large in the book, it's very different than a lot of times what you get at a grocery store. Yeah, let's try and average it out. Yeah, and you, what you can find is it could be. Uh, I mean, bro, they're found, gigantic. Yeah, I found I was like <laughs> yeah. three hundred calories off on one. Wow. You know, so that's a. I remember I did that with chicken breast, uh, and it said you know six ounces, and I'm like, oh, medium or small chicken breast, and I put and like this is like where'd they get this from? A dinosaur? <laughs> yeah. right, bananas? Yeah. You ever yeah, on one medium chicken. banana? A medium banana is like that big. Like where do you find that size? Yeah, of they a don't banana? make it, and you would think that's a small banana. Yeah, right? I would think that's a tiny banana. Yeah, so that, that's the thing, and, and here's the thing too. Like when people ask questions like this, if if you're trying to get to that destination, like so you have a goal in mind, right? nothing will be faster than tracking too because you'll be more precise. The way we're talking about is more long-term. Yes. And what's healthier long-term as far as your relationship with exercise and food by doing that. By yep. doing what you're saying, by addressing all the behavior things, this is a, a great way for a long, healthy lifestyle and good relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You also have to look at it like as work. Like So if you are disciplined with your exercise, why wouldn't you apply that same discipline towards learning you know, specifically uh, about tracking calories? And, and so you know like that way you have something that you can yeah. then go off course with. And, and, and a lot of people have no idea. Like They know from what they hear in media. So for example, you know, I'll have a family member that's like, oh yeah, oh. Beans are really high in protein. So is peanuts. Like, uh, not really. I mean, they're high for a, a a plant source. But do you know how many peanuts you'd have to eat to equal the same amount of protein you'll find in six ounces of chicken, or how many yeah. beans? Like, oh, but it says high protein. You know, when I look at it, you know, it's about well, six grams. You know, six grams. Yeah, it's high protein for a plant. But in comparison to other sources, it's not high protein. Yeah. Well, and back to a Justin point, because I think it's a very good, valid point. I mean, I feel the same way about exercise. You could, I mean, the, the ultimate goal of both exercise or training, right, and nutrition is to get intuitive training and intuitive eating. I mean, that's... Yeah, we all want to get there. Th that, that's the pinnacle, in my opinion, is to get to a place where you know your body well enough, you know uh, exercise well enough or programming well enough that you can always maintain a very fit, healthy physique 
forever. Off a of feel. Yeah, off a of feel, right? Of knowing, right? And even if you're outside those boundaries, you know you're outside yeah. those boundaries. And the same thing goes for nutrition, like that you have the ability to feel, oh, I'm eating where I, about where I should be. Even if you are sometimes outside mm -hmm. the boundaries, I'm aware. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm aware I'm eating this ice cream and I'm going beyond or outside of what I probably should be doing. But you're aware of that. And personally, I just think that most people need to track both those things to figure that out or learn both. They need out. a guideline first before they go off. Yes. Yeah, learn how to, own. what is it, crawl before you walk? Yeah, crawl before you walk. Next question is from Ander Schimmel. What is all this hype around SARMs? SARMs keeps coming up. Dude, can I tell you guys Can't something right now? This one. So I did a little, I was doing a little research because there's a lot more SARMs that are out than when I first read about them. Oh, yeah. And so I went on Google, did a little bit of research, go back to Facebook, and I'm getting ads like crazy from companies on Facebook. There's so many of these companies selling. Do you just not, buy them online pretty easily? Very easily. Mm. Um, it, it, now, here's a funny thing. Back when I really started reading them and SARMs started becoming, and out, by the way, uh, appreciate your patience. I'll get into what you know SARMs are and what I think about them. What's crazy, when I first started researching them, so SARMs exist in this gray market. They're not legal for human consumption or for sale for human consumption. They're currently called, considered research chemicals, which means you can buy them for research. Anybody can buy them for research. <laughs> yeah. So it's like this gray market area. Yeah. Now, in the past, when you bought a SARM, it would come in a, in a li in liquid form. It would have a dropper, a measurement, so it looked like a research chemical. They're selling it as capsules and bottles that look like bodybuilding stuff. They don't even fuck anymore. They're not even trying. They're not even cover trying. It, yeah. No, it's crazy. Okay, so what are SARMs? All right, so- SARMs, uh, SARM stands for Selective Androgen Receptor Modulator. Okay, so what are androgen receptors? These are the receptors that testosterone attaches to. Um, testosterone is an androgen and anabolic uh, hormone. Now, why they developed SARMs was they, they were trying to develop a drug that would be able to target specific tissues of the body but not affect others. So if you take testosterone, your muscles will get affected. Your bones will get affected. You'll build more muscle. You'll build more bone. But your whole body uh, has, there's androgen receptors all over. So you might get oilier skin. If you're a woman, you'll get masculinization. You might grow facial hair. You might grow a small penis. No joke. Cl the clitoris grows. Yeah, all we, these, we've seen those. Yeah, all these. And I have seen yeah, them, by the yeah. way. It's weird. Uh, all these symptoms that you'll get all over. So it's like, how? okay, we want to get the benefits of the anabolic benefits of testosterone but we don't want any of these other potential side effects or whatever. So what they did is they created chemicals that are pretty selective with how they attach to these androgen receptors. And the promise is that you take them and you build muscle. So if you've got like muscle wasting disease or cancer, AIDS, you know, osteoporosis, but you're not getting effects like testosterone, um, or the other effects like testosterone. So that's the promise. Now, of course, athletes get their hand on it, hands on it like, oh, cool, I can take this and get effects like steroids. And it's not illegal, but it's not legal, but it's okay. I can buy it online. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem uh, with SARMs. They are new. They're experimental. Most of them aren't even in animal tri uh, human trials. Some of them are just in animal trials. And the ones that are in human trials are not it's still anywhere close to getting approved. So you are literally experimenting on yourself with drugs that you're buying from people who I don't you you don't know yeah. if they're putting it in there or they're not putting it in there what the deal is. Now I've heard a lot of athletes and um you know because it was it was attractive because it wasn't necessarily steroids but they they thought there might be a, a way around that maybe in through testing I don't know what they're oh, thinking. Oh they you can test for SARMs easily. Okay so now they can test for them 
But I didn't hear about it being that big in the bodybuilding community, or is that not no, true? No, no, bodybuilders using right because yeah, they're right. already using like all the real stuff. If you talk to a bodybuilder about this, they think it's stupid. Yeah, because you know, they think, or and I agree with this statement is that we have more research. Oh my god, we know what t testosterone yeah. and steroids. The, the, the truth, yeah, the only reason why this is even a, a popular conversation. And I, and I I totally remember being this boy. You know, this is it's hitting the seventeen to twenty five year old market. Like, oh, crazy. I would I would fall for this. Yeah, one hundred percent. I would totally. too because they've done such a good job uh, stigmatizing uh, steroids, mm -hmm. and it's got such a, a bad name for itself. And it's mm -hmm. a needle, and it's yeah, like, well, no, I'm natural, right? I'm taking storms, right? Yeah. So you know, and this so is you, over the counter. You get to claim you're natural. This this you don't this, have to go to the black market. You don't got to inject a needle into yourself. Right. There's, you it's know, oral, right? And so you, as a teenage boy who was curious about these things, uh, I would probably feel like this is me dipping my toe in the yeah. water without mm -hmm. going now, full steroids. Now, now storms work. They build muscle. They definitely have anabolic effects in the body, mm. um, so they do work. I wouldn't fuck with. We them. just don't know yeah. uh, a lot about them because they're new chemicals. Um, so it's like you're you're playing a game. You don't know what the deal is. They're, they're, in fact, they're, they're recently. I just talked to Ben Greenfield actually the other day about them. He was all pro SARM for a while. And he goes, you know what? To be honest with you, now we're noticing that there may be some cancer pathways that could be activated from wow. this. I mean, we don't we don't know a lot yeah. because. They're new, you know, chemical. You know, CrossFit athletes were getting busted with yeah, SARMs all the time. Yeah, left and right, yeah. Left and right because they were getting tested for steroids, but they're like, oh, we could do this. SARM, wasn't it that girl that got busted and she said it's because she's making out with her boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, yeah it was like his lotion that got on her or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's female athletes are using SARMs because they're being told it's not going to have any masculinizing effects yeah. uh, on the body. But there's so many of them that are out there now. Uh, it's wild. Like some build more mass and some are better for bone. Whatever, and I'm doing all this reading. I'm like, and here's a here's a shitty part, right? Here's, this is crazy, and I'm just gonna warn everybody: if you try to do research on SARMs, here's how these internet marketers are, and they're smart. It's sleazy, but it's smart. They'll write blogs and articles pretending to be scientific reviews of the SARMs, but in reality, what they're doing is they're trying to populate the front page, the first page of Google. Yeah, when you so when you go it. first page of Google, SARM reviews, it's all written by these SARM, you know, yeah. guys who are or selling it, right, right, and they're pretending to be so like, oh well, you know, it says here there's no risks at all, yeah. and they're very safe, and the, the studies say that they're really good, and wow, look, this company's got like certification showing that it's pure or whatever. No, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with that. I mean, if you want to experiment with your body, it's fine, it's your body. Yeah, but I just, but, I mean, in that case, if you're gonna go that far, I just feel like you may as well dip into the testosterone world. I just, if you're going to, it's definitely, we know what it does. I mean, I, I and I want to make this clear. I'm not promoting that to anybody, right? I'm not definitely, especially no. 17 to 25 year old boys that you should go out and try any of that stuff. But if, if I was to go be, if I was talking to 17 year old me who easily would have been, uh, you know, persuaded by this, uh, SARMs, mm -hmm. right. If I could go back and talk to him, I would just say, yo, bro, if you're going to, if you're going to dabble in this world, you may as well. If it's either that or steroids, yeah, just take steroids. Yeah, take steroids and do them right, you mm -hmm. know, because there is a lot of research around that and we know so much more uh, of the effects. And a lot of things that you talk about, like masculinizing and some of the, the potential side effects of that, that those, all those increase with the higher and higher doses of that. You they know? do. And it's usually for women that have an issue with that. The guys who take anabolics, if they take testosterone, they probably like the masculinizing aggression, the confidence that, you know, that, that kind of feeling that you get from it. Here's the truth. Testosterone is an, for men, it's an extremely safe hormone. It's one of the safest hormones. You can give a man, you know, thousands of times because more testosterone. Recognize it right he away. might get some symptoms and stuff, but it's not going to kill him like insulin would do. You know, mm -hmm. insulin would kill you right away or, or, you know, other hormones. 
Uh, but SARMs, yeah, it's, it's crazy though. I'm looking at these ads. And I really dug deep. I'm reading and I'm like, man, if I was a kid and I'm the research, even as a kid, I was a researcher, right? I love to research things. I would have got sold. I would have yeah. read five articles. Oh, all of them say that there's no harmful you know, issues and, and, and the rat studies show that there's no toxicity and it doesn't suppress your testosterone. It does. You take SARMs, you will also affect your natural testosterone level. So some people are like, well, I don't want to take steroids because it'll lower my testosterone. Same thing with SARMs. That'll, that'll still happen. Um, but yeah, I would have fallen for it. I totally would have fallen yeah, for it. Yeah, me too. User beware. Next question is from Nurse Buckmaster. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what yeah. are good guidelines like for someone who wants to compete in a fitness show? Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, this, is your, this is your wheelhouse. Well, I think yeah. uh, this is a hard one, too, because to be honest with you, I think that a lot of people that get into competing get into it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I remember you. You would always talk, you would often talk people out of it. I'd, yeah, mm -hmm. but many a lot of times uh, because I would get these people. It's becomes it's become very popular since Instagram. Yeah, I mean it's become the new uh, marathon. Like, How are they doing kind of, yeah. without uh, you know? Uh, are they still doing shows and everything? Um, I, I believe there. I believe competitions are going on. Still going yeah, on. Yeah, I don't know how they're doing it. I, but I believe they're they're still happening. Um, I'm not. I, you know me. I don't really follow that I world don't know. very you're, much. You're as close as I am. To I it, know. So. You know. I, I know people look to me to ask, and then I get questions around like people that are. I'm like, I don't follow anybody who's competing mm -hmm. right now. Um, you know, it would be a good question for you, Adam. Is because I want to get into what to do, but I think this would be a good question. What was your criteria? Yeah. For someone that you th would then say, okay, you you can compete. Like, what would you at? What would you look for? Well, I, I think you have to have one uh, a really good base uh, knowledge of exercise, right? So training, like mm -hmm. you should have like an idea of like the importance of programming and how you would phase it and, and mm -hmm. things like that. Like basic. You don't need to be like a you know a PhD or have a lot of experience there, but you should have some understanding of, of exercise and form and technique too, right? Because you're gonna go into this pushing the body to its limits in a lot of areas and training being one of those areas. And you shouldn't be pushing and stretching it if you're still really learning the mechanics of a lot of fundamental movements. Mm -hmm. So I think you should have a really good base, solid base of training. Uh, and then you, you, I think you have to have a really good knowledge and understanding of both nutrition and your metabolism. And that's what I saw, it's, and I'm speaking more, it's both sexes, but I'm speaking more to, uh, I, I told more women's bikini girls know than I did men's physique men. And that's because in the, in the, in the women's competing community, a lot of these girls were very low calorie going into this idea in the first place. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I've talked about a good girlfriend of mine who I, I wouldn't let her compete for over a year of getting coaching from me before I would let her compete. And then she went in and did it uh, without, without me. And then she got she was she was fatter on stage than what she was before body fat percentage because she lost muscle and it just it boggled her mind even though she looked better to her right because she she got smaller and her weight came down but it was exactly what I was trying to explain to her I said this the reason why you did this is because you didn't you weren't in a healthy place metabolism wise going into this yeah you need room to go down yeah you and and most most especially girls that are interested and by the way I'm, there, there there are guys in this category too but i did speak to way more girls to the, have this conversation than guys if you're in a place already uh, and you exercise and train and, and try and lose body fat and, or build muscle and you're only eating 1300 to 1800 calories that's a pretty low place to be uh, already 
and then and knowing that you're nowhere ready for stage you know mm. your stage body fat percentage uh, you're just not, and what, uh, and unfortunately we're, we're in this time where these coaches that are hustling online are trying to make money and they'll take everybody and anybody. Now I wasn't in that place. We had mind pump. I was doing other things. I didn't need the money. And so when I saw somebody like this, I said, would say no, like I, I won't coach you for a show, uh, at, at, you know, 1500 calories right now. And you're telling me you want to do a show in 12 weeks and you want me to get you ready. Like I'm telling you right now, I'm going to destroy your metabolism trying to get you there. Mm. Uh, and I would be a dude. Now what about like their, their body image and their relationship with food and themselves? Well, like, I can imagine the pressure of mm. getting judged by your body and how you look and constantly focusing on how you look. Yeah. If you don't have a, if you're not secure with yourself, woo, that could do a number on you. Well, the the truth is though, that's also, I mean, most of the ones that are the best of the best in the in that space are extremely insecure mm. about their bodies, and that insecurity is what drove them to be uh, competitive and to be consistent. Mm. It's because they are, they have deep insecurities of being teased by, for looking a certain way or being fat or whatever it might have been that drove them into fitness and uh, they just happen to be have another level of dis discipline than the average person and mm -hmm. that's what's led them into competing I, I mean i would like to talk all those people out of it uh, but the reality is most of us uh have some sort of insecurities that we're still battling when it comes to that and i guess uh before you get in you need to be very aware of your own insecurities so i i, I think that i've tackled most of my own um but I'm, i still am aware of that right like now you I'm, competed as like a good as an adult like you were yeah, you've been doing it for a while i was already 30 something years old i've been a, i've been already a trainer for over 10 years like so i had a lot of experience already with body image issues and relationship with food and exercise my own issues that i had that drove me to taking anabolic steroids and trying to be a bigger guy and all that stuff so i'd already worked through all of that and when i got into competing i i'd never even had a desire to really do it it was really just to build a business it was really to gain authority because and unfortunately we live in a very superficial world and we're in, a, in the probably one of the most superficial businesses that people want to see that you can do that yourself and show I, I so I wanted to do it with no coach and no team and prove that I could do this and I also wanted to show that I could do it as healthy as I could until I had to cross that line so yeah, it was like what two I remember you, the the show you did when we were all working together at first I think it was like a few weeks out and you said okay now i'm going to get into the state the unhealthy part yeah of the this. sport of it that's why yeah. I, I would tell the audience because like, i would document and talk to the you know my my instagram and youtube as i was going through it and i would let the audience know that okay everything i've done up to this point has been pretty health healthy relatively healthy the way i have slowly reduced body fat and slowly reduced calories i was still in a very i mean i got ready for every show and never dropped calories lower than 2500 calories it was a pretty decent place to be, especially for somebody who's trying to- And that's to get, at the very end. Yeah, it's the very end. Right? The peak goes in the 4,000, right? Yeah, it's right? pretty so, manageable. Right. So I, I would tell him that. So from a- And I wasn't doing excessive cardio. I was just stepping to get more movement and changing my programming to see the consistent results. But then there would get to a point when you get to that final two weeks- and I'm trying to shred every last ounce. That's when you pull all those crazy things out. That's where I would do two hours of cardio. That's where I would count calories in a, in a you know dangerously low place to be and manipulating water and sodium. And I'm playing with all these things to achieve this look. 
that's not health. It's not a representation of health. It's what looks great on stage and tanned up mm -hmm. and on the lights and on covers of magazines. And I would be very transparent with my audience and say, hey, I'm I'm now entering, I'm now crossed this, this line of this is no longer healthy. I'm going to push my body to the extreme limits to try and present my physique the craziest I could present. So would you say the first step then is for somebody who wants to compete is, are you, is your metabolism in a, in a good place? Are you eating a good amount of calories? And you're and you're already relatively lean. I would imagine that, right? I, yeah. I, I, I know this, and the reason why I said earlier that they're treating it like marathons. When I back in the day as a trainer, a lot of times people would sign up for marathons as a way to get in shape. They didn't work out. They didn't do anything. They're like, I want to get in shape. You know what will help me motivate me? If I sign up for a marathon. That, people are doing that with shows Yeah, that's what I would get yeah. that a lot. I would get uh, you know, a girlfriend that would say, hey, me and my girlfriend want to, you know, we have a competition to see who can get in the best shape, and we are going to do this show that's coming up in three or four months. Um, would you help us, uh, you know, get ready for it, die for it? And then I'd like start asking their experience and what they'd been currently doing and how many calories. And they're like, no clue. No clue of like how many calories. get on stage. Yeah, they have no clue. But they, like you said, it, it's become so trendy and popular to do these that everyone's like, oh, this is a, a what a great way to get myself in the best shape of my life. Worst way ever. I know. And, yeah. and, and the truth is you made do exactly what my friend did where she went out on her own and, and, and she thought she got in the best shape of her life because she was the smallest she'd ever been. She knew she dieted harder than she ever had in her life. And she got up on stage. She did it, was proud of herself. And I had her dunk, but I wouldn't let her see it till after the show because I knew it would have just fucking discouraged her completely. It would have ruined the way she presented herself up on stage. And afterwards, showed her and showed her that her body fat percentage, although she was down, I think she was almost 30 pounds or down 28, 30 pounds, her body fat percentage went up. And even psychologically, she thought she was in, in better shape. I was like, no, you're in way worse shape. Your metabolism is now slower than it's ever been and your higher body fat percentage, even though- yeah. You have 30 pounds of weight off the scale off you. That is really muscle. hard for people to to make that right. Yes. It was hard for her, and she's looking at it. Yeah. Like, she's looking at me. I don't understand. All the coaching and talking leading up to that yeah. from, you know, from me still didn't totally click. I For me personally, I, you know, I, I never competed, and I worked a little bit with some competitors. I didn't do pre-contests, you know, co competition, nutrition, and training. I just, I always stayed out of that. Mm -hmm. But I did know a lot of people that competed. And I don't know a single person that made it out of that space without some issues that they developed. Really. I don't know a single person because you're so focused on how you – focusing on just your appearance anyway can cause issues. But when you have a competition and you know you're going to display yourself – and not only that, but you get critiqued. Mm -hmm. On how you look. Oh, you're you're yeah. you're a little a lot soft of can't here. Handle that. Yeah. Oh, your muscles not big enough here. Oh, yeah. your glutes don't look. It's not good for you to focus on that so much. It really can develop a very bad relationship with exercise. Now that being said, okay, I also think it was one of the the greatest times in my life. I also think that it it um, has attributed to some of the the, the greatest knowledge gains as being a coach. Mm. The the perspective it gave me to to take it to that level. Um, I had a blast doing it. It was very, very cool to see what my body was capable to push those limits and those boundaries. Um, so I see there is a lot of positive, but I also think that, and I love this question because I do think there's a lot of prerequisites. I do think that 
you should be in that place. I, I, I know I'm not alone. I'm not the only person that was self-aware by 30 and had trained for a while and had a good diet. I mean, if you got a, if you have a healthy metabolism and you know you do, you know you're eating a, a good amount of calories, right? So you know you have a, a healthy metabolism. You've been training long enough to understand programming to, or you're going to hire a coach to do that for you. And you have a good relationship with body, knowing that you, this is not a representation of me and who I am. It's just my my physique that I'm manipulating. Mm. And you can remove yourself from that and you you don't you don't get wrapped up in that identity if you can do those things fucking a i think it's awesome mm. i think it's a, it's an amazing those are, those are some big things though they are those yeah. are big yeah. those are big things to tackle and uh and i and it's and not a lot of people are aware enough to even know if they are in that place um but yeah if you are and you and you do feel confident in that man i, I think uh competing is a blast and i think it can be I think you can do it and completely step out of it and remove yourself. Mm. Like I, I mean, I had no problem. I couldn't wait to walk away from it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was there when you did. Oh, yeah. Look, if you like Mind Pump's information, if you like our content, you got to go check out mindpumpfree.com. We have a lot of guides, a lot of written content and information that can help you build more muscle, burn more body fat. We even have content for personal trainers. Again, go check it out, mindpumpfree.com. You can also follow all of us on Instagram. You can follow Justin at Mind Pump Justin, me at Mind Pump Sal, and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.